I'm George Lucas Pfeiffer, and you're listening to Work Inspired. This podcast brings together the top minds in commercial real estate, key influencers in architecture and design, business owners, thought leaders, technologists, and visionaries, all to explore how great work gets done. My guest today is a vice president at a leading construction company in Chicago, Illinois. She has a master's degree in construction management and a master's in architecture. Uh, She's got a ton of experience and we're thrilled and honored to have her on the show. Please welcome Helenia Madrigal. Well, Helenia, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We really appreciate your time uh, and you being here. Thank you, George. I appreciate the um, opportunity. Let's dive right in here. We've talked a little bit before about some of the things that make a successful working environment, a great working environment. This podcast is called Work Inspired. Um, Tell me from your experience uh, in construction and in an industry that really isn't very much involved in working environments, what are some of the things that you think make a successful working environment? There's a lot that goes into the, uh, I think there's a lot that goes into what, you know, what makes a good environment, what makes a, a comfortable environment and a, and a fun environment. Um, I think, and it's, I'm just going to speak very candidly here. Uh, I've worked in small companies and very large companies. So I think the, the good thing is I've got a little bit of perspective probably from all avenues, which is good. Um, and I think, honestly, my takeaway, I've been doing this for 25 years, and I think my takeaway uh, from all of that, small and big, is that you, you, need to feel to, uh, you need to feel a part of the company. You need to really be, feel that you are an integral part of that company, whether it's small or large. Um, knowing the overall goals of the firm or the company is important, uh, and really feeling that you are a part of that bigger picture. Um, I think, and honestly, I think that that is true when you're right out of college, uh, just like when you are, you know, a VP at a company. I don't think that really matters. I think that knowing that you are um, aligned with the company goals and somehow a piece of that puzzle uh, makes for a great feeling. Um, I also think that, uh, I also think one of the other big takeaways I think that I've experience in my life uh, in construction and just, you know, our world, our industry. And I think this goes around for everybody. It's just a good balance between uh, work and life. Um, being a, a mom, you know, myself and, and, you know, being in a, an industry that is on the go 24 seven, I don't think that construction stops um, and it just gets faster and faster. I think every day, but I think having uh, been with a company that values the importance of having a good working and a good life balance uh, is really important. I know that for me personally, that was kind of like, that was definitely a transition that I made through my career, uh, just going from, you know, one company to another. And part of that driving force at one point in my life was definitely the work-life balance scenario. And it's mostly because I was starting to raise, you know, my children and, uh, and, you know, needing to be in a good place that valued that I think is, is also very important. Before we get, cause I do want to talk about work-life balance, especially today when most of us have work and life, 
more connected than ever before because of our current situation with the um, with most of us working from home. Um, but let's go back really quickly before we get too far away from the 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 concept of vision and the entire team knowing where they're going. How much of that, in your experience, is derived by the people, the leadership at an organization? How much of it is influenced by the the workplace itself? When you're talking about company goals and everybody rowing in the same direction, what are the biggest influencers of that? I think that the leadership is probably, my, my opinion is probably the most important. Um, I'm a firm believer that if, uh, that everything starts from the top. If that leadership environment, be it a person or be it a chair, you know, a chair, a table, a board or whatever have you, um, uh, knowing that they are good leaders and have all of those um, goals implemented, you know, across the board, um, and there's some transparency in that process. Um, I think that that's, I think that that's where it starts. Um, as far as the, you know, as far as the, because everything trickles down from there, right? Good leadership and things trickle down. It's just a matter of, of uh, absorption at that point, you know? Um, and, and actually, I will touch upon that because if it does stop at, start at the top in the leadership uh, sector of the company, the uh, transmission and the fluidity to get down to the project engineer or the superintendent that are out at the job site is also extremely important. Um, you know, oftentimes when we're project engineers, we don't get to go into these executive meetings. So it's really uh, important to know that your leadership uh, person or people are then translating information down to an executive level, down to the project managers and all the way down to everybody else that actually touches, you know, and feels the company at any point in time. Um, that's really important because I've been in scenarios where that doesn't happen and, uh, and you lose touch with one another. So I definitely believe that it starts at the top, George. Yeah, I agree. I think one of the challenges a lot of organizations face, whether it's communicating in their work culture, their um, their goals, the vision, as you put it, um, is you can't have everybody in every meeting. And there are certain things that are discussed at a high level that maybe not aren't as appropriate. So we do want to strive for transparency, at least in a lot of organizations that we talk to. But the sometimes that as a goal is a little bit easier said than done. So I guess what I'm wondering is, what are some of the things that you've seen, you know, having been having worked for different companies that have probably done it differently? Uh, what are some ways that you've seen leaders effectively communicate um, what their vision is and be more transparent? Right. I mean, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that, you know, who you are and what you do on a daily basis is is going to there's there's transparency in that. Right. You, you're. You can't be, you have to be, um, there has to be integrity and honesty in who you are. And I think that, uh, I think that your characteristic uh, and your way of being will actually, um, you know, be felt and seen by others. Um, I, I do want to, I do want to say that I think, you know, be it one owner or be it seven or eight or 10, you know, in a company. Um, I also, because I've seen both and I've experienced both. Um, I also believe that it's important for all those players to be on the same page. And oftentimes that is not an easy thing, right? Um, but when you can create that environment in a company and have your executive level 
team be on the same page and you know work together as a team uh, to roll out procedures or um, you know way to goes uh, across you know across the board when somebody does a good job um, I think is is very important we don't want to be in a position where we're giving off mixed um, information or mixed signals um, uh, or we don't want to have a scenario where we have deferential treatment you know happening you know somewhere um, because that doesn't that does not uh, bode well for a good working environment in my opinion I think what you just talked about being genuine, yes. being one of the most important characteristics is, is so spot on. We've talked in other episodes of this podcast about the importance of creating a culture where um, people do feel comfortable speaking up. People feel like they can challenge the norm where they maybe, you know, don't just fall in line. You know, uh, they can be part of a solution or take risks and not be afraid of failure. But I, but I do feel like it is also on the on the other side of that coin really important that everybody in the company is working towards the same the same goal uh, and the same vision. So I think that having genuine leadership at the top, you know, that's not saying one thing and doing another. Uh, I think that's going to create a culture that allows for both both of those things to happen simultaneously. Yeah, no, absolutely. And as far as this, this space, cause you kind of mentioned that in your question, um, that's a really good question. Uh, you know, and again, I've been in environments where my whole time at that company, I had my own private office, right. Um, where I've had, you know, a scenario, uh, where even at an executive level, I was in an open office environment, you know, in just a cubicle. Right. <laughs> there's arguments. There's still arguments going back and forth today as to what's the better, you know, what's the better of the two. Um, I think they all have their plus and minuses, to be honest with you. Um, but I think I, I personally feel that in construction, uh, having the open and having a, an area where you have some open environments, I think is is key because it allows um, collaborative efforts and, you know, conversations. Uh, very fluidly, um, you know, somebody reaching across the table and saying, hey, you know, I, I need help with something uh, is very easy, just an easier environment to work with. Um, however, I do believe that having the private offices are important. Um, I think that, you know, to your point when you said earlier that, you know, at the executive level, sometimes we have conversations that, you know, are, are critical and sometimes a little bit, you know, you know, a little bit, um, more towards the company and they, you know, we don't want to have the whole world uh, discuss it. Um, I think that privacy is still necessary. So whether you achieve that via a private office or you have at least some uh, areas where you can go and have those type of conversations, I think are important. Um, but I think that collaboration uh, in the open environment does create um, some fun, you know, it's, it's, it tends, it lends itself a little bit more to the, the uh, friendly and fun side of things, in my opinion, um, you know, we just we get to see each other every day and, and you know, everyone's in the same boat kind of scenario. So it's kind of there's some goodness to that. Um, you know, uh, there's lately I've seen uh, companies and I think this is a great idea. Um, you know, when a team gets a project, uh, they will actually, you know, um, put put a team 
list together with a little, you know, one pager and it gets sent out to the company and it's a congratulatory, you know, uh, note um, saying that this team was awarded the job. Um, I think that those things, um, you know, those announcements and, and, and at the end of the job, it's a, if it's a way to go and it was a, you know, we hit the ball out of the ballpark kind of scenario, um, those kind of announcements are also uh, key. I think that I've uh, uh, seen those be very effective. It definitely makes people feel good about what they're doing. Um, and again, it lends itself to that, you know, belonging and purpose of the, in the company. Um, I've also seen like boards. Uh, this is actually very cool too. Um, and again, it just creates a, um, just a, a great environment when you're, when you have a board on the wall and it, and it has, you know, uh, postcards or it has emails, um, or thank you letters or whatever have you that are the personal touch of what we do on a daily basis when you have a board that has that information on there across the board you know people are receiving it from all um spectrums of architects you know landlords building managers whatever have you and you walk across that you know on a daily basis um i don't know how many times i've actually stopped and, and read a lot of them and it's just like wow that's such a good feeling you know you walk away and you're like oh my god this is awesome or oh wow what a great job that person did or that team did and I think that that also helps to, um, to again, just continue that togetherness and the, uh, the good vibe, you know, of being in, in a great company. Yeah, that's what we found, too. I think it's a mix of different ways because people, um, per, you know, have different preferences and um, levels of comfort with kind of digesting news and communication. So we find that a mix of the digital space and the physical space, like you, ta- you talked about the email with the 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 team or the you know announcement and the project one celebration or, and also leveraging physical space you know through the walls and displays in your facility those those two things combine we found make the the best experience for the largest group of people but i do also think it's very interesting that you're talking about the importance of a balance of private and collaborative. Um, it seemed like the world was rushing, you know, and has been for a while until these collaborative, very social spaces. And now we've got this pandemic we're dealing with where when we get back to work, I'm sitting in meetings almost every day talking about how are we going to keep people separate? You know, how are we going to pe- keep people safe and, you know, I practice the physical distancing that's got, you know, that's got the guidance. So I do think that, it, it, you know, every company is going to be unique. Different cultures are going to need different types of, of layouts and designs and different construction amenities and building types. But um, I think for every business, there's probably value in acknowledging that some balance is probably good, that having it be all collaborative or all private it's probably not going to be the best, op- you know, the best solution. Having um, a variety of different ways of working and, you know, because even different jobs require different amounts of collaboration, you know, so, or different functions within a business. So I like the idea of having some balance within the workspace to accommodate both privacy and collaboration. Yeah. It's, it seems that we learn our, I, you know, we do this to ourselves often. We go to, from one extreme to another. And as a, as a humanity, I think we need to learn. We, we, we learned the hard way that extremes are not always the best. <laughs> the best way to go so but we keep doing that um yeah i think the variety is good i think it allows some flexibility we need the flexibility right especially now i think now like you said holy cow how are we going to work 
you know, especially in construction. I mean, it's such a, you know, it's such a touchy feely environment. I mean, when we work on budgets, we're sitting next to each other and, you know, talking through it and, and looking at the screen together. Um, so yeah, it's, although, you know, we've learned that we can do all of this at, you know, from remote places. So somewhere we'll find a medium. I, I'm sure we will be okay and find a medium. And I actually think this is a great way to transition back to what you were talking about with work-life balance, because I think in many instances, and especially traditionally, there has been this, you know, it's work and and it's life, you know, and you keep them kind of separate and you work your nine to five and then you go home and you disconnect and some people could not disconnect and they'd be work classified as workaholics, you know, and work you know, 80 hours or a hundred hours a week, you know, and have no life. And then others would kind of check out the, you know, and be watching the clock while they're still at their job and be only thinking about their life and not so much their work, you know? So uh, I, I think more so than ever, especially being at home now, we're seeing the need for flexibility uh, and, and almost like uh, the work-life balance concept isn't looking at work and life as separate things, but it's looking at them as to how do we how do we change the way that we work and change the expectations we have for our life so that we can be more flexible and maybe work different hours or in different locations or um, through different technologies? So as you were talking about that earlier in this you know, conversation, I was thinking, what are some of the ways that you think work-life balance is going to change based off of what we're all going through right now? Yeah, that's another really good question, but I will say that there's going to be, um, I think as, I've had this conversation actually recently with friends, really, and I think that, um, I think that employers, right, are are realizing uh, that you don't have to have butt in seat to actually be productive. There's many employers out there that feel very strongly that if they don't see the person in front of them, you know, that, oh my God, they're not being productive. Um, clearly, I think this is proving uh, the opposite. You know, we're having to be productive while at home um, and away from everybody. Um, and yet, you know, have the disruptions of, of the behind the scenes, the dogs, the, the kids, um, you know, whatever it, be, it might be. Um, so I, I definitely think that things are gonna change. I think if anything, I mean, I definitely think that if anything, it's opening up the eyes to many of the employers out there, the ones that actually pay the checks, that uh, to realize that um, they have to trust their employees. I think that's one thing, right? I think that we're, we're learning that we can trust our employees. I think that's important. Um, and that we could actually be very effective and productive away from the office environment. Um, and I think that that's great. I really do. I think uh, I think this has proven that um, you know we we can still do a good job and, and have a little bit more flexibility. Be it that you got to get an oil change in the morning and you go in at nine in the morning as opposed to seven. Um, you know, those are the things that we that are important to us, right? Um, we've got to sometimes go to a school, you know, uh, meeting in the morning at eight o'clock, and and we run a little late. Um, but clearly the work is still getting done on our hours. And I think that that flexibility is, is now uh, very, very apparent. Um, and I'm, I'm really hoping that employers can, can see that. We, as employers, will be able to see that and actually implement that into our, 
you know, day-to-day -day, uh, environment at work. Um, I'm not saying that everybody should take advantage of that situation, but I definitely think that we could create plans, you know, create some sort of, um, you know, ideology that, that some of that is acceptable and, and we can create some sort of, you know, um, plans on how we can execute that and actually implement it. Um, but I definitely think that it will change from here on out. I, I don't think anything will be the same, but I definitely think that that's an, uh, a scenario that's that's going in a different path. Yeah, I think one of the things that we talked about before was the importance of a solid process. So maybe maybe a process, you know, you said plans just now, but maybe there is a way that we can put framework around flex flexibility, which kind of seems a little counterintuitive, but so that there is a way in which expectations are still set and met, but people are able to do things differently than has been done in the past. So maybe talk for a minute about process and, and, and why you think it's so important um, to have a solid process in a successful company. Yeah, that's that. We've talked about this in the past. Um, I, I'm a, a heavy uh, believer that process uh, in anything we do probably is key, um, but particularly in construction. You know, we we don't build a building from the from the top down, right? We build it from the from the bottom up, and I think that there's a procedure in how a building is built, um, and I think that the same holds true with how you actually. Uh, work in the world of construction, right? Um, so having processes set up in a company, uh, I think are a, a huge key to, to success. Um, it allows for very uh, fluid um, training and mentoring um, when staff comes, you know, when new staff comes in, whether they're right out of college or whether they're from a different company where they've been for you know five or ten years and they have a different way of doing things. Um, I think that you know having these processes set up will make um, make that process you know that transition process for everyone a lot smoother. Um, I also think it's it begins to set the um, the bar you know across the board on what the expectations are. We all know what we're supposed to do. Um, it sets up some consistency across the board. You know, um, the uh, the rollout of um, uh, documents uh, or emails or things of that nature uh, to our clients um, be, become consistent, right, in the sense of the look. You know, this, oh, this is Katara. We, we know what they're about. We know how they do their invoicing or whatever have you. Um, so I definitely think that there's uh, uh, some familiarity that it creates um, for everyone involved. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, uh, and then, you know, and then taking that back to the, um, you know, the, the working off-site scenario, obviously, the more you have uh, so the processes uh, established, obviously, the, the much easier it is for us to take that home and, and work with it, right? You can't go too wrong when you have um, a, a process set up and, and you're told or, or, you know, kind of uh, explain how things are supposed to be done, and, and then we kind of run with that. Um, so I think it'll, it makes it makes it much easier to be effective and uh, and successful, in my opinion. I wanted to make sure that you had a chance to tell the story um, about teamwork uh, from executive construction and your time there. Uh, the email story. Would you mind sharing that? You shared it with me once, and I thought it would be great to have on the show. Absolutely. At my previous company, which was executive construction, uh, one of the biggest takeaways that I probably had there was the idea of teamwork. 
you know, prior to going to uh, ECI, I came from a, a much bigger company. And, it, it, you know, we were taught, you know, sink or swim and, and step on your, step on whoever you got to step on in order to get your job done and, and uh, you know, and, and kind of make money, right? The idea of, uh, of uh, working is to make money. So, um, but when I went to ECI, I definitely uh, wasn't there too long when um, I had a situation where I had an architect who was falling behind on their submittal approvals. So I did what I had been taught, which is basically send an email out to them, uh, advising them that they are behind, um, you know, behind their task um, and that they were impacting our schedule negatively. So I put it in writing right away. I thought I was doing the right thing. It's, you know, what we're, we were taught to do, uh, put everyone on notice when they're not doing their jobs and it causes impact on your end. Um, and, you know, probably a couple, you know, weeks after that, I got called into the, uh, into the president's office. And uh, I honestly had no idea why I was getting called into the office. Um, all I know is that I walked in and uh, uh, the president at the time said, close the door behind you. So I was still young in my career. I thought for sure I was going to get fired. Um, that thought definitely crossed my mind. I'm like, oh my God, what's happening? Um, so I close the door behind me, I sit down, and for the next half hour, uh, I literally got lectured in a good way uh, on what teamwork means, you know, and what the philosophy was for that particular general contractor. Um, and the idea was that, you know, we are all teammates, the uh, architect, the engineers, the subcontractors, the end users, the building managers, across the board. Uh, we need to be very um, respectful and uh, and learn to be uh, more of a team player in the sunset rather than writing an email very quickly about what they're doing wrong. Pick up the phone, talk to them. Let's figure out a solution to the problem together. Um, and then, you know, if we still need to write those emails and, and cover ourselves a bit, we can certainly do that. But it's not an unexpected uh, or a surprise environment at that point. Um, of course, I was like, you know, I was like, thank God I'm not getting fired. Um, and it was, uh, it was a huge lesson learned. It was, uh, you know, very weird. And I did push back a little bit in that conversation. I was like, well, I did what I was supposed to do. The architect didn't, you know, wasn't doing his job. Um, but, you know, really, I, I listened and listened to what I was, uh, what they were explaining to me. And when I walked away, I, I had a completely different uh, perspective on, on just a communication and the idea of building relationships, how important that is, and friendships um, around all around us in our working environment. Um, so it was a, it was a tremendous takeaway for me. I I I loved it actually because I'm very much a people person, um, and it just felt it actually felt better. I'm like, okay, this is cool. I I can actually talk to an architect a little more candidly as a friend and be like, look, we really need you to get this done for us um how can we help you do that um so yeah that's uh that was my uh my experience on that for uh the importance of teamwork i, le I learned it the hard way <laughs>you know what I love about that? And this is, this ties back into work-life balance a little bit. It's unique to use the word friendship, right? You know, some people even shy away from it. I mean, we all talk about teamwork, but should you be friends with your colleagues, with your boss, with your clients? 
Uh, and you believe, yes, you should be able to treat those people and to think about those people as friends of yours because that's what a real relationship is. And I think that that's a little bit refreshing and different to some extent. So maybe talk a little bit more about friendship in the professional world. I think it's possible. Let me, let me start with that. I think that I think that establishing friendship uh, friendships with those of, that you work with um, is possible. Obviously, we have to be careful, right? Uh, there's definitely some boundaries and things of that nature that we need to be cautious with. Um, however, I'm a firm believer that uh, if we're good at what we do, we could maintain a very professional um, environment, you know, when we go to meetings and, and we're running a project. Again, it goes back to that trust, integrity, honesty scenario that I'm big on. And I think that, you know, when you, when you work together with somebody and you give it your all and, and you're, you know, you're being honest with them on, on how you're running your jobs and, and all that, that stuff that goes with it, um, it still develops a very professional response between each other, right? I mean, this is, again, it's the genuineness. This is who I am. This is what I'm doing for you and this project or whatever have you. Um, when you step away from that and you go out for a drink with that individual, you know, with those individuals or whatever, um, or you have dinner with them or you enjoy a ball game with them, um, quite honestly, I like to kind of put all of that business stuff aside. Like, I don't even want to think about it. That's not why I'm out with you. That's the way I like it. I like to, if I'm going to go out with somebody and enjoy a ball game, it's because I really enjoy their company, right? We just have a good time and we kind of put all that to the side. If it turns out that we work together again and we feel comfortable and it fits, you know, the next project fits correctly and we're the low bid or they're the low, you know, the low architect bid or whatever have you, and life works that way more naturally, then that's great. Um, but I definitely think that it is two different worlds. Uh, but I definitely think that you could have you could have both, you know, and, and then at the end of the day, when you do end up working together, because you've experienced things outside of the work environment, uh, beyond the, you know, this is your role and this is my role, um, at a minimum, it creates um, a comfort level between between the players, you know, comfort level that's that's not always there uh, when you don't have that. So. Um, and, and again, with like anything, right? Like any friendship, like any relationship, you've got to nurture that and be respectful to each other uh, at all times. Let's finish this conversation with some advice. Based off of your experience, what would you tell someone that you are mentoring or what's maybe a, uh, a resource that's been really valuable to you that you would be willing to share or talk about and suggest to others? Uh, I actually just went through this because there's a couple people in the market that are actually out looking for some jobs, um, younger people that I know. So, uh, which is not, it's, it's unfortunate, right? It's an unfortunate scenario, but I always look at it as an opportunity for, for something good to happen. Um, and one of the, I think one of the most important things that I think I like to tell anyone at any age level is um, you have to, you have to, you have to, going back to leadership, okay? You have to know who the leaders are in that company. Know who they are. Really know who they are. Not right. Not just the name. Not just uh, googling the company or whatever. 
try to meet them. I think it's important to know who is going to be running the business. Um, and I say that because I think that knowing their values and um, yeah, particularly their values and their goals for that company is something that you should you should be a part. You you'll, you need to be a part of, you want to be a part of that eventually. So you need to know what it's about and understand it and then understand if you are, and then assess whether you are aligned with those values and goals. I think that that's important uh, in my mind. Very much so ties into what we talked about at the very beginning about understanding the vision and where the company's going. What great advice to to suggest that that is the first thing that you put on the table, you know, before you sign sign up with a company, get employed, you know, uh, I mean, people want need to work and make money. That's the it's the main reason people work, but to to increase your chances of a successful career and a longer career at that company um, by by being on board with where they're going and really understanding the direction of the company, I think that that's really really good advice. Yeah, and and again, I think it's it's uh, you know trying to uh, get a feel for for that leadership, that management, uh, you know, the management, uh, the, the staff, right, the management staff, the executives, the VPs. And the owner, you know. What's great about that too, though, is that it, it puts the onus on everyone, right? It's it starts from the top, and the top needs to be able to communicate it. But even the person, any level that's walking in the, the door for an interview, to proactively be trying to understand what that vision is and which direction the company is rowing, so to speak, it kind of makes it the responsibility of everyone at the company to at least be inquiring about that. And if it's not clear and there's maybe that's one of the faults of the company, then maybe you look somewhere else, you know, if, if that's something that's important to you. But I really like that because it means that it's something that everybody can do from the top all the way down to the person that doesn't even work there yet, but is considering it. Absolutely. And, and young, young and old, right? I mean, I, what I would say to the young people out there is don't, don't be afraid to meet the president of the company or the vice president. Cause I tell you, I think there's nothing more, valuable than than when you shake somebody's hand and sit there and speak to them for 15 minutes and just you know see how they how they communicate with you right um i think that that's a that's a tell all i think for for any anybody when you when you when you can do that um with someone i think it's a good opportunity to walk away and say okay you know how did i feel how did that how did i feel with that you know how does how does that sit with me right um, you, you made a really good comment on, you know, clarity. I think that, you know, um, the other thing that's important, I think, uh, that I would say is, and again, this, uh, maybe more for the younger generation, uh, but knowing the, um, you know, the training and the mentoring, uh, plans that the companies have, um, and having clear measurables and goals, you know, in that process, um, is also extremely important. You know, I think at the end of the day, our career paths are very much, I'm gonna say they're not just dictated by our own efforts, right? Because we could be very um, go-getters um, and ambitious, um, but that's only half of the equation because you could be very ambitious and not be in an environment where it nurtures that. So you need to also, um, Again, just try to get a feel for, you know, the training and the mentoring plans that companies have. Uh, I mean, maybe that holds true even for, you know, for 
for those of us that have been in the industry for you know five, 10, 15, 20 years, I mean, I, I would imagine if, if you're still ambitious at that point and want to move up, then it's extremely important to have an understanding on how the training, mentoring, um, you know, and succession uh, process works, right? And I think it all works together. I mean, we've talked about teamwork. We've talked about vision. At the end of the day, we're talking about keys to a successful working environment. And I think all of these things definitely are intertwined. And again, acknowledging that every company is a little bit different. Each industry is a little bit different. But I do think that there's some similarities that really increase the likelihood of being successful in your career. And I think you've touched on on really the most important ones. So thank you so much. This has been a really, really insightful interesting conversation and I really appreciate you sharing your your wisdom and your experience with us. No, I appreciate it, George. I do want to I appreciate your time and obviously the opportunity to to speak about, you know, some some very interesting topics there. Um I do want the, the last thing that I want to say and, and it's funny because it's the whole thank you scenario. Uh we each thank each other. Um humbleness. I think that the word thank you or the words thank you uh go a long way. Um, and call it crazy. Maybe that's how my mom and dad brought me up. Um, maybe it's a cultural thing. I have no idea. Um, I've never questioned it, but I will say that I always find myself saying thank you to everyone, you know, like whether it's a project engineer or an administrative assistant. Um, and I don't know, I just feel that that's a really good way to, uh, uh, to communicate, you know, to others on your humbleness and uh, and again, that teamwork environment. So uh, to all out, to everyone out there, uh, never forget to say thank you. Yes, that, I mean, <laughs> uh, another huge, hugely important component, gratitude plays such a role in just perspective and, and the way that you think about work and your, your, your team and your customers. Um, yeah, I think, I think being grateful, genuinely grateful and remembering to, say thank you, I think is truly important. So thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Again, really appreciated this, this talk and, um, and, and really appreciated uh, the time you spent with us today. So thanks, thanks for being on the show. Well, thank you. I appreciate your time again. Work Inspired is brought to you by BOS, a leader in commercial working environments and a Hayworth best-in-class dealership. Experience our 360 approach and discover the team, tools, and techniques required to navigate the complexity of your next workspace at BOS.com. If you have ideas, feedback, or would like to be featured on our show, please email podcast at BOS.com. Thank you for listening. This has been a Workspace Digital production. If you're interested in launching a podcast at your organization, please email info at workspace.digital for a free consultation.